Yo, man, you ain't finna believe this, man. Man, this shit is a trip, homie. Hell no. We didn't know him. He was just a nigga we seen around. Yeah. All right, welcome to Charter Day at HarborCoFilm.com. My name is Loki Jesse. Today's guest, we have a local fashion designer, Alejandro Faradero. I, Fajardo. Fajardo, I'm sorry, sorry. I told you in advance I was going to mess that up. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. I get it all the time. Yes, yes. Thank you for being on the show. It's um, it's great yeah. to have you on here. Um, tell us about yourself because you are a local fashion designer. You have had uh two or three shows in uh locally here, right? Yes, yeah, correct. Um, I just moved back last year. I'm I'm originally born and raised here in Laredo, Texas, uh, and I uh studied in dallas um for fashion design and then after that i moved to los angeles so i was out there for a good 10 years you know yes my resume and decided to come back and you know try to give it a go and work for myself and open my own thing you know that's trying cool. to at least that's cool because i was at your first um fashion show that you did i was supporting yeah that was actually my the second one and it was that was your second it was one pretty huh? pretty fun yeah and I, thank you so much for going i saw that i didn't get to really like talk to you yes i didn't i said hi to you too i didn't really get it's like it was like so much going on like it's like you know it was, it was a nice show you know you had like a lot of good people you know a lot of people were there yeah. supporting you all it was a great turnout mm -hmm. yes and how, how was the at this next show is that your so this next one's going to be your fourth or, or third yeah so we're working on this fourth one so it's pretty much kind of just i'm i'm trying to start selling more of my merchandise now i i make everything from scratch you know i draft my patterns i sew everything uh at home so i cool. pretty much it's a one-man show so awesome. i'm trying to really kind of just sell my stuff and make some kind of you know profit out of like all the materials i have of like fabrics from where I used to work and just Los Angeles. So yeah. the next show is actually for Pride, Pride Month, and it will awesome. be June 25th. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait. You know, that's um, great. You know, this, this episode's going to, you know, be released on the first week of, of June after, awesome. after, um, cause, um, at the time of this recording, we're in the, uh, prom season. Well, I don't know the timeline of prom season, but like, <laughs> yeah. I already recorded like some prom episodes and you're dope. I can make prom dresses. Let's pitch that. I can make. Some oh prom yes, dresses too, so. yes, you can. <laughs> what, um, like you mentioned, you're a one man show. Like, um, this here is a my my show is also somewhat of a one man show. I it seems like I now no I do have a co host now, Tim. He's very awesome, very funny. Ooh. Um, but like, my I guess my question is like, you know, like what drives your passion? Like, to, since you're like a one person doing it all, like what 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 keeps you going? Mainly what keeps me going is it's gonna sound so corny and cheesy, but it's okay. We love corny and cheesy here. Okay. <laughs> so I make women's and men's clothes, you know, and the the look in people's faces just when they wear my clothes or just put it on and just like a whole attitude comes with it, like a whole change of just aura, you know, they they kind of like embody just my creation, my design, and it it just it it pushes me, it motivates me, you know, and it keeps yes. me going and 
I love it. You know, I just love that, that like feeling of them saying, I would buy this. I want to buy this. Can I buy this? You know? Yes. That's good. That's awesome, man. And today's movie is, um, a classic from 1995, uh, Tales from the Hood. Tell us, uh, tell me, tell us like, why did you choose this film? Well, you know, like it, I'm a huge horror fan ever since I was a kid. Uh, and I'm a fan of anthologies. You know, like Creepshow, Tales from the Crib, Tales from the Dark Side. Yes. Uh, Tales from the Hood is, is just, it's so underrated as one of those movies that I feel it was pushed to the side just because it's considered like a hood movie, you know, with like a title like Tales from the Hood. Yeah. It's like uh, it only pertains to black people or they're telling black stories so people can't relate to it. Um, but no, this is a very smartly written anthology. They touch on everything in these stories, you know. Yes. Like it's... it's it's a great movie. It it is like I just um I had not seen this since for a long yeah. time. I have not seen it for a long time, and so seeing it today, uh, cause I um, oh my god, well yeah, it totally like hit it, it like it hit a whole bunch of stuff, and we'll get into that. Uh, but first, let me give you uh let me just give out a quick uh plot uh summary. Uh, heavy spoilers coming your way now, folks. So, tell us from the head. It's an anthology, a film. The the opening the, the the wraparound is basically um three um three gang members go into a mortuary looking for drugs. The mortician, as he's um as he introduces himself, goes through the house and he's telling these stories of that happened, uh, what happened to like the people that that died there. So we get a story about. Uh, police corruption we get a story about child abuse domestic violence we get a story about um uh, the, the racism in Kukus clan and we get a story about gang violence the wraparound the, the the film each story has like its own like twist ending and the film ends with the wraparound for it is revealed that the three um gangsters are actually dead and the mortician is the devil and they're in hell so that's the film in a nutshell man I think that was like the shortest mm-hmm. summary I ever done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't too wow. hard because like, like that rap. Yep, yep. Because like usually was... when I usually when I do these summaries, I go into detail, but some detail. But since this is an anthology, it's like we're gonna go mm-hmm. into the detail and everything else. But it's like wow, uh, I'm just mind gonna, blown. Mind blown because I'm gonna jump into it because this one disturbed me a little bit more. Um, the second oh, yeah. story, boys do get bruised. That one oh my God. really stand out to me more than the police corruption or the or the clan or the the gang van. It's just yeah, it, it's just so terrible. Like the like the and like what did you think of that story when you first saw it? Well, first of all, like David Allen Greer, yes, like come on, David Allen Greer. He's you know known for like in living colors. He's like this comedian, so yes. it's like the complete opposite to see him be the abuser you know and like oh god yes that character it was just so it was it was it was mind-blowing for me too because i got scared you know like i was like terrified i was like poor kid and poor wife or i guess it was like his girlfriend or something yeah his girlfriend you're right that kind of thing you're right because like you know david and greer has done like so much comedy and he's mm-hmm. been like a character actor, like doing like so much for him to do something hilarious. Yeah, he's super hilarious too. That serious, that hardcore, that vicious. It's oh my god, fuck! 
it's God, man. It's like I, I, I wanted to cry, and some and the, right. They didn't show like you know just <laughs> just just like the the imagery. Like they didn't show the kid getting hit much, but just like what you don't see, it's so horrible. Yeah. They. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that he was drawing his monster. His monster was his abuser, and that's another thing. You know, with these victims and that are victims of domestic violence, like they they see these people as their a monster like that's their abuser the yes. way that he would draw it and it would be oh a kid told him that if he would draw something and tear it up it would all go away the bad things would go away you know yeah. like it was very clever very well written yeah it's just and of course they hit us with the david allen greer was with the bitch and bitch and bitch. Oh, God, yeah. too short he was going in he was <laughs> i mean like i'm so used to hearing him um, say those in a comedic way to hear him do it mm-hmm. like in a in a serious I'm gonna fuck you up way was more like what because you see smacking them in the the girl on the face oh it was bad it was bad it's just like you know like you know bitch shut your ass or like you know like it's mm-hmm. weird the tone that he did it you know like the weird that he hit just the way the way he would use the tone in a serious you know way. As compared to yeah. his usual like humor, it's yeah. just shows how much of an underrated actor he is. Yeah, he, they all of these actors were so committed. The whole acting in this movie was really good. Yeah, and like like going backwards to like the first story of the police corruption, it's just like fuck. Mm. Like yeah, that is. Just, terrible like that was yeah that was that's that's the one that scared me when i was younger i was like oh uh-uh, not this zombie robocop terminator coming out of the grave what? yeah it was <laughs> i'm just like well did you know because i just found this out that the that the politician that they killed was actually the he was originally the hitchhiker in creep show part two Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I just found that out. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, he mm. played a zombie before. Now he's playing a, a zombie again. But he does it so Whoa. well. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Like, this film really has, like, it's very underrate, underrated. And Yeah, it's, it has realistic situations. It's real-life horror. And that's what is amazing about it yes and that's what horror is it's supposed to take the you know reflect the real life but amplify it but it's supposed Mm -hmm. to like get you talking about a whole lot and they really knocked it out of the park like are you um subscribed well do you have you heard of shutter oh yeah of course okay well there's this documentary on there called um black noir where it is a doc- oh yeah I've seen that yes it's like the, it's like the, the documentary about how black people are like in horror films mm-hmm. and when they touched upon uh, tales from the hood there was uh, I forgot who the actor was but you know they were saying at that scene of the abuse and how at that at first they were you know thought it was a joke and they were laughing but the more it continued it continued on and on it's just like it scared oh. them because they realized that shit like this actually does happen. The way it goes mm-hmm. on and nobody else does, like fuck, man. It, it's very, it's very awesome how this film was very groundbreaking, like in a sense, because it came out around the time of came out two years, because two years, two or three years before it is was Candyman, and then Tales mm-hmm. from the Hood and so forth. So it's yeah, like 
things are changing quite a lot. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's very slow. It's the wheel is turning, but it's not turning enough, you know, yeah. as fast as we we should already have, you know. I know, I know, but in twenty twenty two, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, because like you know, like you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna get controversial here, but like you know, but it's true. Like you know, police beatings still happen. You know, domestic abuse oh, yeah, still it's happens. A daily thing. You know, like you know, we got, you know, we. <laughs> We got, you know, uh, Proud Boys trying to get into the White House or being elected. It's no. fucking crazy. But didn't that, the, the KKK uh, one, the little story with the house, that gave me a little Trump vibe. Yes, <laughs> it, it did too. It's just like, like, okay. It's weird how these stories came out. I think like, well, they came out like that. Now it's like 27 years. But how they still, mm-hmm. they, they're still. They're relevant today. Yes. Very relevant. They're very relevant because it's still, it's still happening. It's still oh, happening. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like the, the gang violence one was very, mm-hmm. I, I think there were. That strobe light. Yes. Thing? Oh my God. It was like, kind of like, um, I got to say it was like, you know, like, like sort of clockwork orangey. But mm-hmm. but the guy, mm-hmm. but the I guy. think that's what the director and the writer wanted. They wanted to really play with the senses and really like give you that experience of what it really, you know, is like and what they what the black community really goes through. Yeah, especially like you know, like them putting image like real life images of of things that happened in the past with with the KKK and mm-hmm. the gang violence. Like I, I was yeah, killing their own. Do you think? those gang violence scenes were filmed or they're, they're used from other films? Because I was just wondering about that. Oh, yeah, you know that sequence? I honestly feel like they filmed... Well, no, they might have grabbed it from actual footage and stuff like that, but oh, some sure. of them, you know, where it was showed them with the, like, you know, ski masks on and the guns. I feel yeah. like it was taped, like those actors that uh, within the crew, but I, I, yeah, it looked very like it was taken from, you know, actual footage of you know just videos yes and pictures mainly oh mainly pictures like oh, it's chilling dude it, it's just like so chilling because like fuck yeah this is american history and that's the real horror you know like yeah it's really embedded in our flag it really is it's scary and like you know if this film really like wants to push it out there you know and it's it's just it's like it's still this film is still like we said it though like you mentioned it's it's still relevant to this day mm-hmm. so yeah i mean wh- which i uh, loved it <laughs> what's like what else of this film scared you because like i feel like you know what like i it really going along with that whole you know politicians and just like these people in power or just like the police force or anybody you know any position with that has power a lot of these people like are descendants of like ex-kkk members you know families who own slaves and we still have all this like you know all white sundown towns in indiana like i was going through some article like that and it's it's a still that's what scared me the most that these people are still out there and they you know yeah they wreak havoc yes (laughs) like um i know back in uh february when I was driving um, to Bastrop for um, a co- horror convention, um, mm-hmm. I went through, you know, the Texas country. I'd never been through there, but it's, it looks so nice and beautiful. 
but I was telling my friend who was with, who was uh traveling with me, I'm just like, oh shit, like it would really suck if we get stopped <laughs> and pulled oh, over yeah. and like that sun go down. Yeah, it's like, uh, and I and I was and I and I joke about it, but I was kind of scared because you know, I made jokes of it, but I was just like, like just like saying like you know a couple of you know, like, bad white people just, like, put us over and they're like, you know, you lost your way to Mexico, S.A., or, or like, you mm-hmm. know, you should lose your, do you, need, do you need help, compadre? It's just like, oh, God, like, yeah. I was careful. But, they you know. They you. They want that reaction. Yeah. But, I mean, not not a lot of people are like that, but it's unfortunate that there is still that, you know, rhetoric and, yeah. you know, people are still, you know, raising their children this way. Oh, God, Yes. I know it's terrible, but but that's what scared me from this movie. It was just very real, and it, as a kid too, I, I remember stop. I stopped watching it because it was just like no. And then I went back to it as an adult, and I was like, oh my god, this movie is just amazing. How old were you when you watched it the first time? I think I was like twelve or like yeah, I think eleven or twelve because it was just with you know the neighbors, you know the kids. We would like play outside, you know. Yeah, we, um, from that generation, we were stuck in our ipads yeah so uh we would just watch movies or just you know like hang out ride bikes you know play games and one neighbor was playing it and i decided to watch it but after that i was having nightmares it was just it i remember it you know it was just one of those childhood kind of memories (laughs) it really does like really stick in there Mm -hmm. yeah because it gets very graphic it's very graphic even for it being like a 90s movie, like it didn't really have like CGI or anything like that. But just the whole like, yes. even the main character, Clarence Williams, like he didn't need prosthetics. He didn't need any like, it was just him. It was his face. It was his sweat. It was his mouth, his teeth, his eyebrows, like his, his hair. hair. Like he was just scary. He is scary. It's just, it, it's, my God, he has like that male resting bitch face to him. Yeah. And he's, he's a. Uh, Mr. Sims, he's the uh, one that is going through the stories, and yeah, the, I guess the owner of the mortuary, as it seems. Yes, and yeah, like almost all of this was practical effects, like very little CGI, except maybe towards the end. But oh, that tongue! Yeah, and the house <laughs> and the house scene, but everything was just like pure, like practical effects, like. From like the blood, the decapitations, mm-hmm. to even the puppets. The puppets were oh all like stop all, motion. Yeah. It was pretty awesome because it's all like it's all practical. And fun fact that those those puppets were still around that they used them for <laughs> Team America World Police. <laughs> No, yeah. they were like the little extras. Yes, if if you even too... in Puppet World, they're like the extras. They don't have the main role, or did they have? No, I don't think they did. No, I think they were. <laughs> Maybe they um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they used them for like a scene in. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere I'm not gonna go there. somewhere. I'm not gonna say name places. That was. I don't want to get canceled. Scary, that one, the little puppet one. Oh yeah, they had to have it. I had to have like a puppet thing there. I, I feel like they did because, like you know, like at this time, like child's play was still relevant, mm-hmm. so they had to throw in like some type of puppetry in there, but to give it meaning. And you know, that's another thing that in that story, the the preacher was the director's father, and the 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 voodoo lady was the director's mother. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the director's the director's mother, like she's never acted. She doesn't know how to act. He, the director, just told her, "Well, just pretend. Just give me the look when I do something wrong, and you're angry at me." And she was like, "Okay, right." (laughs) But yeah, that one was a creepy one too. When you mess around with a haunted house or a voodoo priestess, eh, you know that's the recipe. Oh God, yeah. I'm still trying to. Well, actually. I found out that my friends, well, my friend's friends, well, uh, Tim's uh, friend's shop of, of Funko Pops and other stuff. I forgot the name of the place, but uh, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're located right near the Old Mercy Hospital. So it's Ooh. like shit. That's some heavy activity down there. Yeah. Although some people try to dispel it, but like one day, one day they're gonna have the ghost hunters in there or something. I'm surprised they, oh, they don't. Like, like the owners could someday. make could make so much money with like you know with bank with people wanting to go in there and investigate. But like, yeah. I guess they don't want that kind of money. They rather just have hmm. other. I don't know. People with money are people with money are weird sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, so, aside from David Anninger's acting, like, what other actor in this film surprised you? Well, I, I really liked another underrated actor in there. Well, R.I.P. because he passed away, Lamont Bentley. He was, um, he was in Moesha. He played Hakeem. Uh-huh. Um, he was really good. as like, the, that last story, or uh, second to last, where it was the gang violence. He was yeah. great. He, it was something he you know, acted his ass off as far as just being that knucklehead who just didn't care, you know? Yeah. He saw those flashes where he's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, he he didn't, you know, have no... He didn't show any sense of remorse. It was just very yeah. raw. And it, it was a great acting... Uh, like I said, all actors were great in this movie. I, I so, think when actors... It's hard. <laughs> it's hard on that one. I think when actors... Basically, when they um, when they have to perform with nobody but themselves, I think that really um, they really like like they throw it all out there because they have nobody to bounce off, and so they have to really like get into that role and mm-hmm. just like you know like commit commit and just like give it their all, and that's what 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 he did. Like you know like like of course there was flashes there, but like I'm pretty sure that. That you know, he just had to like imagine somebody was there, and then like you know, play off the emotions, mm-hmm. and that that was That's a, good, a lot of emotion too. That Hold was a on. lot of emotions, and and he did it so well. Um, yeah, like like we said, like Clarence, uh, Clarence William Thomas. Wait, oh fuck, yeah, oh Clarence Williams the third, Clarence William the third. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he, God, like I know, like we said, like he's a great actor, but he really is. Like he, mm-hmm. he really was like he just totally like embodies like mm-hmm. some. To- and there were so of- many signs of now that I went back to show you like at the end where who he truly was or is, and I didn't catch those the first time. So like when I saw it again, I was like, you see these little signs where it was like, oh, they led you to that ending part, which is iconic. Yeah, very iconic. Uh, when I was young. And I saw that last story with um with the um, with Jermon. I didn't understand it that he was like in a sort of like one last chance of purgatory 
like he could have yeah. if he just like you know repented and you know accepted like he could have had a second chance but yeah but like i, I didn't I, it didn't it didn't stuck me when i saw it the first time around but seeing it again mm-hmm. it's like it, it hit me it's like oh that's what it was so much symbolism so much symbolism and this is another thing too like all like the symbolism is like wow it's just especially going back to it as an adult yes knowledge of just u.s history or just you know yeah just that in general and how do you how do you think this film like impacts its audience like 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 do you think it it was like it was trying to like of course it was trying to make a message but like Mm -hmm. do you think that that it's like it was it was it reached too far into the the mainstream audience or it was just targeted at more of the of the urban audience like the black audience yes no i you know what like i feel like yeah it's it pretty much kind of it's making its own lane you know there's so many other newer people are coming out or creatives and are putting stories like this but yeah for this movie it's just like i feel like people's response to it and its legacy was just you know, it's not it's not about like just about what white people did or their actions and, you know, holding them accountable. It's um, it's holding everybody accountable and you have to take care of each other as, you know, people and as culture, as humans. And, you know, it's, yeah. it just kind of shows that and encourages, you know, you have like, you know, that officer who had that cop who had that, you know, he was supporting him, too. You know, he was like his brother and the abuser, you know, like he had the the monster guy like yeah. he had the teacher come uh and save so it's like really kind of just ha- having to look out for each other and i think that's the main thing that a lot of people got out of this you know yeah i feel that way i feel the same way too it's just like it was just it it's like it doesn't really matter you know in my opinion like it didn't really matter like you know what race it you were mm-hmm. like you know these things happen regardless of what cutter you are you know mm-hmm. violence is violence hate is hate and it has no yeah it has no John. that it doesn't and if discriminate you don't say anything about it it comes and haunts you that's one thing that jerome said when that little girl um went up to him and said like you know i didn't do nothing wrong i was just there one of your bullets hit me and then mm-hmm. he, the way he said it like you know a bullet doesn't discriminate you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it like oh my god, like that is like because honestly, I remember that scene when I when I saw that the first time around. When I saw that scene, like I remember it differently. I remember him showing a little bit of remorse or saying something. Oh no, sister, it's like, but the way, yeah. but the way, like it actually was. Seeing it again, it was like oh fuck, that is cold. That like yeah. a, that, a bullet doesn't discriminate. It's like oh, they shit. went for it. Like yeah, they went for it in this movie. Like the pissing on the grave, like the excessive, you know, of course, N word usage, and just like it was just very like they went for it. Oh, and God. you know, if you think about it, like if they would this movie stand or a movie like this stand like out right now, you know, you'd be canceled. You know, if someone yeah. would make something like that, and that's why that movie is such a great you know resource to go back and kind of see and then still you know see how relevant it is to this day have you seen the sequels because i haven't you know and i i tried they're a little like i know the second one because i got my brother into it when i rewatched it i was like you know let's see his and 
he was also like, no, it's about, it's all about race, right? Is it all about race? It's like, no, brother, like, this is hard. We love horror, so you got to watch this. Like, it's, Yeah. And after he watched it, he was just like, he loved it. He was like, you're right, this is awesome, so underrated. And he, he saw the two and three, and he told me he, he liked them. That's... So I need to give them a chance, but I haven't really seen them. I have to give them a chance, too, because I couldn't, because um, when they came around the first time, I didn't really, like, bother. I mean, like, on it, I guess I just had, I guess my mind was, I was kind of closed off to them because I was, like, the first one was, like, so good that why would they make sequels to it? But I, yeah. I do have to give them a chance and watch them and, you know, judge them on their own, not, not based, not try to compare it to the first one. Cause mm-hmm. it's just so hard because it's like they like low budget. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that low budget because you know they were able to get uh, Keith David for the second and Tony Todd for the third. So um, unless most of their budget went to them, <laughs> right? There's nothing to stop you, Jerome. Jerome, shut the fuck up! Shut up! Jerome, it's not too late to be saved. You won't get another chance. I don't need another motherfucking chance. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck. I said I don't give a fuck. 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 Going back. Like. Well, it's let me because you you mentioned this like they did. Do you really think this film would be canceled if it was if it came out in this time? I mean, b- because of the excessive use of the n word, or just because of the um, of the imagery? I feel because of the imagery. It's just you know we everybody's you know on that sensitive stuff right now, and it's uh, and like cr- critical race theory or yeah, they're, they're trying to like you know. I feel like people would just, you'll have those people that want to cancel it and just don't want people to see this because they feel threatened and they feel like, you know, it's anti-white and, you know, and it's, and it's really not about, you know, being anti-white. It's just, just because, you know, it's like a pro-black movie doesn't mean that, you know, it's anti-white. And that's one thing that people can't seem to understand, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, but I feel like it would be very controversial. And I mean, they might, you know, Jordan Peele is amazing. He's, yes. you know, doing his thing. And Mia De Costa, Little Marvin is also a great guy who he has a series on Amazon Prime. It's called Them. Yeah. And it's really good. Nia De Costa, she did the, the remake for Candyman and mm-hmm. she, she, she blew it out of the water. Which I liked. I liked too. And uh, we'll, we'll cover that um, eventually. Um, but it's just, and you're right though. Like people would would cancel would 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 say like you know it's anti-white or anti-police mm-hmm. or anti-politician because they yes, wouldn't they wouldn't that. they wouldn't see the whole picture. They, and uh, paraphrasing, they wouldn't see like the the not paraphrasing uh, metaphor. <laughs> I'm fucked up. No, they just like they wouldn't. They would. They want to show you Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> That's what they want you to be worried about. Yes. <laughs> again, again, I'll say it. It's just two assholes that marry two assholes, basically. 
<laughs> yes. But um, you know, yes, they would really like try to change. Like, ch- but that's would... the fear of too, and that's you know, yeah, that's the fear, the fear of the fear of like you know of being woken or seeing things how, how they really are and num- outnumbered and just stuff like that. Like they don't want to. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They want it to be like, oh, it's a. I think today. I think this is the problem with today. Okay, controversial time. I think the problem with today is like you know, like people just want to think it's all like lollipops and bubblegum and and rainbows and sugar you know, coated. Sugar coated, like you know, there's you know, there's a darkness to everything. I mean, this film really reflected that, like the same way that that seventies film kind of reflected America at the time with, you know, kids with, with people going against religion, science taking over, and there was more realism to film. This is what, this is what, uh, tells from the hood. It does, you know, it shows the reflection of things that happen, things that are still happening and things that will continue to happen unless changes are made. And yeah. it's just, the way it is and it starts with you know your own culture and yes it's, it, it all it's embedded from that you know it comes from our culture our families what we're taught and you know it's it's also with mexican culture thing stigma stigma we go through and that's another thing i kind of wanted to talk about it was so cool not cool but i don't know if you caught it but they had that whole stigma for the masculinity where it's like oh do you are you gonna do this or are you scared yeah. You know, or are you a pussy? You know, like yeah. it was very that. Yeah. And I caught that. Especially when yeah. um when they were trying when they were walking into the the mortuary and that guy just wanted to stay out there and wait and they were like, What you're a pussy now? Like it's yeah, are just you scared. And every little story has that line and it's it's you know, it plays on that because you know, again, it's kind of like attacking your masculine side and oh what you're scared you're you're a pussy you know they it's it kind of it's it hits a nerve for people for men especially it does because like um okay like okay so i just thought about this so like the first so like the wraparound was like you know saying like telling that one gang member if he's too scared to go in there he's a pussy and then the second Mm -hmm. one was that the the cop the good cop was too scared to man up and point the finger at the at the other cops regardless of the consequences he didn't like stand yeah. he was too scared to stand up for a fellow human for you know somebody that did nothing mm-hmm. wrong and David yeah. adding Greer's character of the stepfather beating up a child because he's that weak that he has to beat up a child he has to beat up a man just to show that he's all still a man and yeah. it's fucked up. And then the the white guy just being a racist. Oh my god! When he wrapped himself with the American flag and all oh those yes, black dolls just ate away on his flesh. Oh, I just I had a ball. I loved it. <laughs> wow, that was so totally forgot about <laughs> that, was, that. The symbolism again. The like, sim- like he yeah, wrapped himself in a white or a flag, saying you know like Cause, it was cause... supposed to protect us, but sadly enough, it doesn't. Yeah, that. Oh my god, I totally missed that 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 metaphor but yes that's all true because people you know like certain people um i'm not pointing anybody out but certain people like to hide behind the flag and you know talk about like oh it's like you know this flag means that i could do this and that and that's not what the flag means 
of course. Wow, wow this is going to be so controversial. Awesome. With all I, bring due, it I know. With all due respect, let's add that in. <laughs> with <there>. all due respect. <laughs> and in, just in my observation and opinion. In my opinion. Know. These opinions do not reflect the show. <laughs> Wait, but I am the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the last episode of Talking to the Height. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right? No, I mean, people need to hear this and people like to hear it. And, you know, it's it needs to be talked about because, yeah, you know, critical race theory, you know, is not being taught. Like it's, you know, it's it's something that needs to be in the conversation, you know, and even just for like the black genre, as far as horror, like it just needs to be inclusive and it, maybe uh, they need to have lead roles like they there's still that little best friend role or like, you know, the thug or the prostitute or the stripper yeah and it's just like come on guys we mainly get inspiration from them or copy their stuff everybody you know so it's yeah. just like you can at least give them their flowers yeah i mean like every every story is just a retelling of another story it's just how it's it's just and it's kind of like what shakespeare kind of like something like shakespeare said like you know the whole world is miscast or the whole world's a stage and everybody's miscast. Mm-hmm. Well, like every story that we see in film, it's just a different version of another story, just with different characters. And, you know, like we just need, you just got to keep changing those characters. And, you know, regardless of race, gender, or whatever, you know, like just, just they need stories have to be, keep getting told and retold over and over. Yeah, and the, just the representation, like, the, it doesn't always have to be a, oh, it's a gang movie, oh, it's a jail movie. Like, give them the movie where it's like, they are the millionaire, they are, and uh, yeah, we are seeing a little more of that, and gladly, you know, they're making their own lane, and which is great, like, yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, if they don't give you your, what you want, you go get it for yourself. Yeah, that's right, like, you gotta make your own movie, if you don't, if you don't... S- Hey, that's another someone that like you know. If you're not seeing yourself in the movie, then make the movie mm-hmm. to and see your that you see yourself in, and that's yeah. That, that's the whole beauty of visual storytelling that you could like you know like and with nowadays with the technology that people have, anybody can make a film just on their phone and edit. It's yeah. just like and it's that's awesome, dude. That is so awesome that we all could tell our own stories in our own ways, you know. Regardless if it's horror, comedy, drama, action, whatever, it can yeah, be done. Relate. Yeah, and you know, just you know, like you know, like you, you wanted to make clothing, you wanted to design and stuff. Like you did it. You got yeah. off. You know, like you didn't stop. You know, like you, I'm pretty sure there could have been a day you had those days where like ah, you don't want to oh, do it. Plenty, but you know, plenty. you do it. You know, <laughs> and I have days where like ah, I don't want to record. I don't want to edit. I just let it die. Yeah. But no, like you, you just gotta keep you gotta keep the wheel moving because yep. you know, like you're gonna be, you know, like again, I have so many saints, but like it's said that we're the villain in somebody's story, but we're also the hero in somebody's story. We just don't know it. Oh yeah. So, and that's I think that's the important thing that this film shows, um, mm-hmm. in a way, in a wink and a nod. It's just like. Was they're not telling the proper stories of a, a black people, and we're all we're not just thugs, we're not just hoods, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we get scared just as you, but this is what scares us, and this is the reality of it. 
Yeah, it's real life horror. Exactly. I mean, just again going back to the seventies. You know, when Toby Hooper, when Toby Hooper did Texas Chainsaw, he was just saying a story about the misfortunes of, you know, gas prices, and you know there are fucked up people that live in towns like that. That do mm-hmm. eat. There could be like you know it was based on Ed Gein, somebody who would like eat people. And then Ooh. Jeffrey Dahmer and Greg Gacy and other stuff. So, fuck, man. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's there's even a lot scarier. Of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cannibalism. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, I go all, all forever. So, um, <laughs> what, what, like, so what's your rating on this film? I want to give it a strong 10, but I'm going to say a nine because just you know it's a 90s movie and it's you know it's it's a little cheesy it's a little corny now but it's just it still has its impact the soundtrack itself like oh my god it crawls on your neck it's just you know the piano the cello or the strings you know like it it crawls on you it's oh i don't know it was very scary and of course you know you had like cypress hill on there i think and like I think Scarface, his name was one you know, of the rappers. They were all really good. I'm glad like, you, the, the soundtrack. I'm glad you mentioned the soundtrack because I almost forgot about that. You know, we were almost. I was. Oh, you know, I totally forgot to mention. But yes, the, the score. Sound, the yeah. score was good. Even the music was good. You know, I honest, honestly, I don't like that much hip hop. I don't like that much rap. You know, I'm a you know punk rocker, heavy metal guy, blah blah blah. But yeah. these songs were good. They were really good. Mm-hmm. It, it, they didn't hold the movie back. They moved the movie forward. There are certain film. Yeah. There are certain songs in films that just kind of hold the movie back or make it linger. But these songs mattered, and it it wasn't because it was like a it was it was it was it wasn't because it was gangster rap or it was because it was you know Cypress Hill or Tupac or what what whatever. It just moves mm-hmm. the story forward and. If it could move the story, if it could move the story forward, then it's it's great, and I really enjoyed the the music. I really did. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it was like, amazing. Like fuck, like I remember, like back at work at my new employment, I remember like this um grumpy older person was like, oh, like you hear that rap music, and I'm like, I don't hear rap music. I mean, I don't <laughs> mind it, but I don't hear it. Like, yeah. well, you you do like. Dude, like, why are you stereotyping me? Like, like I don't yeah. hear rap music. Like, you know, like I don't mind it. I'll enjoy it, but I'm not gonna like, like what? It's just God, man, fucking people. You're like, sir, I like heavy metal, so it's all about Satan. Yes, I, w- I was actually gonna do that. I was, actually, I was actually, oh my god, it was also close. <laughs> it was also the Friday before. It was, it was, yeah, it was Good Friday. So I could have said that. <laughs> I should have said okay, that. I'm like, it's all about Satan, <laughs> like, our yeah, Lord and Master. <laughs> I should have been like, this is what I hear. Screamo. <laughs> God, <laughs> man, but fuck, even even Ice T has a metal band. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they're they're called Body Count. Oh, that's Ice T. They, they they're done. They have a they have band like they're they they're like they have like a lot of songs, but their famous song is Cop Killer. Um, mm-hmm. but it's hell, yeah, like fuck, like Ice. 
you know, like Ice-T is not just about rap. He's about metal and stuff. He, like, he grew up on metal. He likes metal. He's covered Slayer. He's, he's jammed out with Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead. So, like, fuck Wait, yeah. Wait, so he sings metal, too? Like, he's, yeah. like, the lead singer? Yeah. What? That yeah. That iconic. Yeah. He's, he's... <laughs> Yeah, wow. he's done a metal band. Well, he is a metal. He is done a metal band. He's all right there. He's like, yeah, you can check it out. Well, I, I kind of like Jada Pinkett. And speaking of controversy, um, she was in a band like Wicked uh, Wisdom, or yeah, Wicked, Wicked Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, they were with Ozfest. Mm-hmm. They were in Ozfest. Yeah, I like her, and I think her daughter, uh, Widow. Oh yeah, covered, Widow. I covered stuff too. Co- I think she like performed with the band as a tribute to her mom. Or she did some cover songs of Wicked Wisdom for her mom. So I have to see that. I love Willow. Yeah. But yeah, dude. It's just like, you know, like it's there. Just like people have to listen. Just as just as you know, you know, like Black Harbor is there. Well, there's black metal. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't mean black metal like Satan Metal. I mean like, you know, there are black people that do black metal. I mean like LeJean from yeah. Seven Dust. You know, like He's, you know, he's and country. Fights. Yes, country. We don't see that there because, you know, no one wants to think of it. But it's there. It's there. Yeah. I mean, you know, just it's not I mean, all I just white men doing more app. You know, that's about country. Like, I, I, I love country. It has great messages. But most, most of the time, I just feel like I'm going to be lynched or there's going to be a lynch going on. Exactly. It just gets very like, ding, 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 you know, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> like I said, you know, when I was driving through the Texas country, trying to get to a Harbor convention in Bastrop, going down through those flat fields and farmland and stuff. And then I'm just like worried that like, oh, God, I'm going to get pulled over. They're going to break my tail light. Oh, I mean, God, for God's no. sakes. And I keep bringing this all the time. They have a supermarket. They have corner stores. God Pico Loco or Loco Pico with 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 huh. the mascot is a jalapeno with a sombrero. This is oh in the middle God. of Texas. You would think that these stores would be in Border Town. No, no, they're in the middle of Texas. They should what? they should endorse me since I keep talking about them. <laughs> oh my God, you're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have stopped in, but like, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, next time I go to Bastrop, I'll take a picture. Or just look it up online, Pico Loco or Loco Pico or something. Loco Pico. Oh my god, even the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. The soundtrack was everything in this movie and like yes. I encourage everybody to watch this. It's very underrated, very well written. Yeah. Great acting. It's just it's, it's a nine for me. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's an eight for me. Well <laughs> actually, well, our scales go up to five, so uh, oh. my, my right now it's good. No worries. You, you can still keep it. You can still keep your eight. I'm over uh, here. Ten, ten, ten. ten. <laughs> you can keep your ten. <laughs> no. no, but like it's a four for me. So yeah, yeah, I liked it. I really liked it a lot. I like how relevant it is. I like how like it it feels. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not. How do you, it's not dated. It's not as dated as it is. It's just a very. It's a very good film. I really enjoyed it. I love the message it did. I love the creativity that they that they done for it. And I, you know, I'm, ha- I'm gonna have to give the sequels a try. But like, yeah. I, I really do like Let's this film. Do that. Yeah. Do you have any shout outs or plugs you want to do? Well, I do have that show that's coming up that I mentioned earlier. Yes, the yes. Bright show. 
Yeah, so that's going to be at Cultura Beer Garden, you know, in downtown Laredo. Um, it's nine sixteen Salinas Avenue downtown. Then that's in June. Yeah, it's going to be in June twenty fifth on a Saturday. Okay, and there's one that's 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 um, happening in May, right? Or that happened in May? That's going to happen to me, or no? Oh yeah, we're in the works of um, just for like a some the thrift owners that are there in Cultura. Okay. Um, yeah, we're gonna showcase, you know, some some of those. We we're gonna do a show, hopefully, and that's on the twenty eighth of of Saturday. But it's still kind of in the works. It might be just ended up ended up being like something where we sell. I'm gonna try to sell my stuff, and okay. you know, the thrifters there are gonna like put up shop too and sell. Awesome. So yeah, it'll be a good little shopping experience. And another thing I wanted to mention about this next fashion show that's mainly for pride it's going to be very fun it's uh it's based on like the ballroom culture i don't know if you're familiar with that yes it's somewhat the new york you know ballroom scene oh okay i get it now yeah yeah so like from the 90s like late 80s um it was just pretty much kind of like the judges that would you know it was all the ballroom uh competitors they would just you know go and it was their safe space and they would win trophies for categories by just you know either dressing up in drag or playing uh, a category part. And we're trying to do that down here. We're going to bring that life, that whole scene down here and give everybody a show. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. okay. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I'll, I'll try to go to that. You know, I'll try to come out of my cave. <laughs> to go. It's going to be really loud. I'll wear your plugs. It's all about like, you know, <laughs> Oh my God. Gassing this, everybody up. This one time a band camp. No, um, I had <laughs> I had gone to see um, Courtney Love um, in nine. I think it was Love Courtney. It was I, I think it was either twenty fourteen. It was when uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron came out. So I had I had gone to see Courtney um, in San Antonio at uh, well at the time it was at the time it was the White Rabbit that I think they changed that. Well, no, I think they really they they were starting to call themselves the Paper Tiger. But um, long story short, too late. <laughs> When I got there, I like I picked my spot that I was gonna stand in and wait throughout the whole show. And then mm. when the show started, I turned to my left where I was standing, and I realized that I'm next to the fucking speaker. <laughs> <gasps> so then I had to move a bit. <laughs> oh no! So then I was like, "Shit! I should have brought the earplugs because <laughs> you can yeah, still hear the music with earplugs, mm. but." But it was okay. I still have I still have my hearing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Slightly. Yeah. Oh, but awesome, oh, awesome, dude! Like you know, we can't um, can't wait for that show. Do you have any recommendations of either film, movies, or it doesn't have to be horror related? Just like something you feel that you want to recommend to the crowd. Well, like I I mentioned a little earlier, that one Amazon Prime show, them. Uh-huh. Uh, by little martin marvin yes. that's a good one I, I recommend people see that if you guys want to get into more of like those kind of black stories horror stories because it's you know it's needed and we have to support you know each other and support them and what they do um so yeah i, w- I would recommend that one you guys need to see that yeah. um i would recommend dr strange but i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen that either so it'll probably be out by the time this comes out yeah it'll, it'll <laughs> probably uh it will probably be three weeks that it's been out um at the t- at this time uh, i get paid the next day so hopefully i get to go see it 
If not, I'll probably wait. I don't know. After Endgame, I kind of got burned out. It's it's kind of like it mm-hmm. was, and and what's called No Way Home was like kind of like the the epilogue. So it's I'm just like, yeah, like what else can y'all do? Y'all did everything badass yeah. and shit. Like I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is what's hold. It's what's like you know having oh, me hold on by a thread. I love her. I love her. Yes, but okay. So I like to recommend. Um, so like there's um I just found out one of my friends is doing a podcast called Fear and Beers, where they're gonna be telling Ooh. um horror story. Well, um fuck, I fuck I just found this out last night, so let me look them up. But they're called Fear. It's like a spooky stories. And I think it's like I don't know if it's horror, if it's reviews also, or just spooky stories or UFO sightings. Um, let me go to their shot here. So yes, it's gonna be. Uh, they're going to talk personal experiences about unearthly things like paranormal stories and other stuff. Well, this is paranormal stories. Anyway, check them out. They're going to start um, uh, the, well at the time. It's uh, it's May 12th. No, it's May 11th. So they're going to start on Friday the 13th, their first episode. So um, give them a hear, you know, like they're, I know one of them. He's a cool guy, you know, like. I support them. I support the hop. You know, it's it's kind of like one of my wrestling shows that I hear on pot on YouTube uh, channel. And that's um, Wrestle Talk. For it you know, support Wrestle Talk, support each other. Well, I, I hate mm-hmm. to steal, but <laughs> yeah, support the horror community, support each other, and I support these guys. So yeah, give them. Yeah, a- that's awesome. That's what we need. More support. Come yeah, on support. Yeah, and uh, like the same thing. You know, same thing. You know, like I support. I support you, your show, your community. Um, it's going to be awesome. And, oh man, like, that's what I recommend for a show for a movie. Um, fuck, I see so many. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> oh God. You know, you know, I was having trouble with this, with the, what's your favorite scared horror movie? Because I mean, of course there's like the, the big ones, but it's hard. Like, you know, it's the exorcist was one of the ones that was lingering, like the sixth sense. Yeah, I was really related to the Sixth Sense, so I wanted to talk about that. But I feel like Tales from the Hood really kind of struck, you know, nerve. that kind of just senses, and yeah. you know, it hit it hit it on the nail, the nail, you know, I get on the head it. or whatever. <laughs> I get it, I get it, man. Well, um, again, thank you, Alejandro, for being on the show. Um, I hope to have you on uh, on uh, as a guest again. I hope you had fun. Yeah, this is a blast. I love it. Anytime I can just shoot the shit and talk about horror, I'm down. Awesome, awesome, and um, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, all our old and new listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we uh will be back real soon with another episode. Um, thank you again, Alejandro. Thank you, everybody. Um, remember, love is love, and horror is horror. Keep on shining. <laughs>